My name is Nicola, aka Socrates, and you're watching Singularity One on One. If you guys enjoy this show, you can help me make it better by writing a review on iTunes or simply making a donation. Today, my guest on the show is Dr. Hiroshi Ishiguro. Dr. Ishiguro is best known for his Geminoid Android robots, and I'm extremely happy to have him as a guest on my show. Welcome, Hiroshi. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Fantastic. So let's jump uh, right in and, and let me ask you, uh, Dr. Ishiguro, Dr. Ishiguro, would you mind introducing yourself and your work perhaps in a couple of words? How would you do that? Um, actually, you know, that I'm a roboticist and I'm building a, a very human-like robot called Android. And uh, I'm also, you know, uh, well, building another types of, uh, um, how can I say, the more neutral appearance robots. So a little bit difficult, you know, to explain everything. But, uh, you know, if you, if you like it, uh, please watch the uh, YouTubes and you can find the uh, many, many uh, uh, videos about my robots with the keyword of a Geminoid, Android, and my name. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and, and let me ask you this, since you are best known for your Geminoid robot, how do we know that right now we're talking to the real Hiroshi and not to your Ge Geminoid? Uh, it's a very well, you know, difficult question, right? In, in the near future, I think uh, uh, it's going to be a very difficult to uh, distinguish which is which, so that is uh, my intention, you know. And then, you know, we're going to think about what is, what human is, right? So now we are, you know, they are talking through the videos. So, um, well, you know, there is no way to check uh, who am I. Yeah, because, I mean, the camera is not perfect. The sound is very good, but you may well have put your Geminoid robot there doing the interview while you're having dinner with your family. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility. Recently, I'm using a Geminoid you know, the for, for giving my lecture in the foreign countries. And actually, a couple of months ago, I sent the agenda to the Australians and I gave a lecture there, but then I was in Japan. Right? So, so that is a reality now. And what was the response of the audience when you didn't go yourself, but you said, sent there your Geminoid? How did they uh, accept him? Well, actually, you know, the organizer of a conference, you know, they, they, they love to have uh, a Geminoid instead of me because, uh, you know, the, if uh, uh, they invite me, they need to cover the business class together. But for the Geminoid, you know, the, my, the uh, assistant, you know, will bring, you know, with the economy class, right? And, and uh, you know, <laughs> if I go to the uh, conference, um, the, the people cannot see the robot. Uh, of course, the people can see myself, right? But if uh, that we send a Geminoid, the, the people can enjoy the talks and, you know, people can, 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 can see the, you know, Android. So, and the value is maybe a double or more than that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I imagine they can leave the Geminoid in a storage room. They don't have to get you a hotel room and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, so I can see how that can work very well for a conference organizer. Perhaps yeah. next time we schedule an interview, I should ask you to send your Geminoid here. Uh, well, we can do it now, right? But I mean, unfortunately, I'm at home, right? <laughs> and then we, if I prepare these interviews in, in a university, you know, and I can use uh, Geminoid for the interviews. You know, I'm using, I'm doing that kind of things also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, eventually one day you would be able to send your Geminoid at home where you, when you're abroad on a conference. And yeah. Then... <laughs> 
myself at home, right? I can leave the geminoid at home and, and I, well, I can go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so, so let me ask you this. How did you get interested in building Android robots and why? Um, that is a very, very long history, to, you know, um, basically I was interested in artificial intelligence and I saw that artificial intelligence need to have bodies. Um, you know, you know, to have experience by itself, right? So, uh, without the body, we cannot have experience. We cannot build up a recognition system. So, and, and the really think, you know, the artificial intelligence need the bodies. And, uh, so that is actually, that was a, uh, beginning of, uh, uh studies of, uh, the robotics, but not, you know, industrial robots, the more human like robots. Then, you know, I built uh, interactive robots, uh, the called the Robobee. It's a name of the robots. Uh, I have created the, uh, around the 2000, right? And, uh, you know, that we use that use uh, the robot. It, 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 you know, it was a mechanical looking robot and we used uh, in many purposes. But, uh, eventually I found that the importance of a human like appearance, you know, the, the human brain has a many function to recognize human not mechanical looking robots okay so so that is the reason you know the why i started the android project so my, my purpose was to understand the importance of uh, human-like appearance mm -hmm. and you said that you believe that it's impossible to have perhaps artificial intelligence that is disembodied um Maybe, well, you know, if we focus on the particular function, for example, a quiz or, for example, and just gather the knowledge, I think it's possible. But uh, if we expect to have a more human-like artificial intelligence, you know, and the definitely robot need, well, indeed, the computer need to have a body. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and the, through the uh, various experience, you know, we can you know, obtain a new knowledge, right? If we look at the uh, uh, children, children is always doing that kind of things. So if we expect to have a, that kind of a robot, the learning robots or, you know, developmental robots, I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, computer need to have a body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so how smart are your Android Android robots right now? Well, we always try to improve the intelligence more and more. But, uh, you know, actually, the, you know, the, our Android is a teleoperated now. Like, it's the main function in the teleoperation. Mm -hmm. But, uh, um, the, in addition to the teleoperations and, you know, the Android has uh, many, uh, automated functions like, uh, you know, the human, well, the Android has a very sophisticated computer program to control the eye movements and the, you know, and the subconscious body movements. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the Android has a function to generate, uh, lip movement from the voice. So there are so many automated functions, but, uh, uh most difficult part is, uh, our verbal communications. So verbal communications is, you know, teleoperated. Mm -hmm. So, um, if, uh, you know, the, and, um, well, if I, Android doesn't speak anything, right? Uh, you know, just, uh, uh, listen to uh, somebody's talk or, you know, just, uh, uh, uh well, just have uh, some response to the, uh, some, uh, 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 the visual and, 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 and the audio stimulus, 
you know, the Android is a very, very human-like. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to answer the, your questions, right? But uh, in the sense of a verbal communication, Android is not intelligent yet. But if we teleoperate, if we have operators, you know, and of course, in Android, will be a very, very human-like mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, teleoperation. So, so let me ask, so currently it seems like the, the robot is basically borrowing from a distance the intelligence of the operator right and mm, yes. and and it doesn't have much of its own but but you know the idea is that eventually they would be self sufficient right right so um yeah go ahead yeah well you know um that is the uh, my purpose right but but in not to improve the uh, intelligence of the android the teleoperated android we need to gather a lot of uh, uh, data, in the conversational data, you know, interaction data. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the question is how we can get that kind of data, right? So, if we and uh, the operator operate the robot, right, and uh, you know, and we can, and the computer can gather a lot of uh, you know in, interactive patterns, and then the computer memorize it and replay it, right? So that is our way. You know, that that is why you know we are focusing on the teleoperated Android. And in a near future, I believe, you know, that we can in- implement the more, uh, you know, human-like intelligence to the Android. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, though, to define that term. Let's let's see what, in your opinion, is the definition of artificial intelligence. Well, again, you know, that is also the uh, difficult question to answer, right? You know, I really think, uh, you know, the, um, why, our, why are the, we are developing a robot? Why we are studying the uh, humans? Because uh, we want to know the, what human is, right? So we were looking for the definition of a humans. And intelligence is the most important character, the features of a humans, right? Therefore, mm-hmm. we are also looking for the, uh, uh, you know, definition of intelligence. Okay. So, <laughs> That means you know I cannot answer to your question. Still, we are looking for what is that, right? But if we you know compare the uh, computers, right? Like uh, you know the uh, uh, um, the computer, the called Watson. Yes. Watson defeated the uh, human quiz champion, right? You know it's quite intelligent, but uh, in that intelligence is uh, 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 very limited, limited just for the uh, quiz, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, the, our expectation is to have a more human-like, more daily, you know, the intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, let me ask you this though. After so many years of, uh, producing, making and, 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 uh, studying those robots, uh, what, what is the answer that you have arrived to? What is the meaning of being human? What is human? Well, you know, um, actually, the uh, definition of a human is changing. Okay, for example, 200 or 300 years ago, if we don't have uh, you know, arms and legs, right? So that kind of uh, handicapped people uh, cannot be accepted uh, by the uh, ordinary uh, the societies, right? But today, of course, you know, even if they have a uh, prosthetic arms and legs, you know, they are human, right? They know that, right? Everybody is a human. That means, uh, you know, the, um, we cannot define human as, uh, 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 uh with the uh, physical bodies, mm-hmm. you know. So, and, and probably we need to find the definition of a humans, um, the, in, in the brain, 
or you know that we should focus on the more brain activities okay so um the however you know the uh, um the, we don't know the how the brain works actually you know the, for example the many people are using a uh, smartphone and computers. So knowledge is coming from the computers or infrastructures, right? It, you know, the, the brain is always accessing to the external world, right? So, and uh, that seems uh, there is uh, no clear boundaries you know, between the brain and external world on a computer network, right? So what is a human? You know, then, you know, that, that kind of a definition is going to be a very complicated. Okay. But still the, and you know, I have, uh, um, the, um, I, I believe the one thing. So human believe each other. Right. So now, you know, now I'm talking, um, you know, we are talking each other, right. That we believe that, uh, uh, we have a heart and the mind. You know, we are intelligent. Right, we we have an intelligence and a consciousness, so we just believe each other, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so you believe that I'm a human, I believe that you are humans, and you have a consciousness, so we are just believing so, right? So and we, if you know, the most important things is is to believe some other people, then you know the the, the I can believe that you know I have a mind and heart, okay. So, and the, you know, the mind, the heart, consciousness, emotions, these are very, very important future as a human. Okay. But the idea is think, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, the, the stuff's coming from the, uh, um, and the, uh, basically these are uh, subjective phenomena. This is not objective. You know, even if we carefully study the brain, we cannot get the uh, clear answer. Right. But however, in everybody's feeling, okay, everybody believing, and we have uh, that kind of stuff in our mind or brain, okay? Mm -hmm. so, um, that, so therefore, I think, uh, you know, the human is, um, well, most important feature, the ability is to believe other persons, to believe some, uh, you know, the uh, some important features like uh, the uh, consciousness and the mind. No. We are just believing mm -hmm. that we have that kind of things, and and we you know we just we are just believing we are human. Therefore, so, we can be a human. So basically, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, uh, maybe, but uh, maybe the diff yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's. That's basically our judgment, right? We, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, and I'm thinking, oh, he looks kind of like human. He sounds like human. He sounds like he makes sense, and therefore he must be human, right? But I have no empirical evidence other than my observation from the other part of the world right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And always, well, one more thing is what I want to say is, uh, you know, that we can, you know, how we can obtain the human right. You know, human right always given by societies. Okay. And, and the, the, I guess the same things happen with Android and the robot. You know, the, the, well, okay, if you spend a long time with Android, so Android will be your family members and then, you know, you and you may want to give a, a human right to the Android. Then, you know, Android can be a human. All right. So, so that is the, uh, you know, so my fundamental ideas. Mm -hmm. so, so by building a robot, I'm trying to prove 
these ideas. Mm -hmm. and, so, and if I build many, many robots, and if the robot became our member, so in the and so, our uh, member of our society, a member of our families, you know, then you know the people uh, you know consider to give uh, human rights to the robot and androids. Then you know the android and the robot, they they will be uh, human. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you've mentioned the importance and the role played by culture and society. So let mm -hmm. me ask you about this interesting division between Western and Eastern culture. In the mm -hmm. West, robots are bad. They're terminators. They kill everybody. In the East, in Japan, they're superheroes. They're Astro Boy. They're better mm -hmm. than us. So right. how, how do you perceive that division between the East and the West and their attitude towards robots? Um, you know, basically, you know, we have uh, we have uh, uh, very, very different uh, basic ideas about the uh, human life and soul, right? And and uh, basically, we you know in, in Japan we never distinguish and human and others, right? Therefore, we never hesitate to have a human-like robot, right? Mm -hmm. And everything's uh, important for us. That is uh, you know Japanese the fundamental ideas but maybe the christians uh, you know the european people and american people i know the mainly you are christians and the christians right and you know try to distinguish and human and others so that, i think that is a basic idea of a christian i guess i'm just guessing yeah. but uh, you know uh, we have a kind of a march uh, we are buddhists and we are uh Sintos and uh, you know the, the we have uh, some sort of original animism and uh, but anyway, so and uh, you know, the, we, so in Japan we we are quite homogeneous. Homogeneous means uh, in everything's uh, equal, right? Mm -hmm. And equally, and everything's equally has have uh, uh, you know the soul, yes. right? So so that is the reason I uh, yeah, know, why. That's, that's a fantastic local. point, actually. I remember in the beginning when uh, Columbus discovered quote unquote the new world. There were huge debates whether the local Indians had souls. And the mm. official policy of the church for the first several decades was that they had no souls. And therefore, you could kill them and enslave them and do whatever you want because only white people had souls and, and the local Indians had no souls. And then there was only an economic imperative for this to change. And then they decided to save them. To save their souls from being barbaric I, 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 I think the same things happened for the androids and the robots. If we see more robots and androids, and if uh, you know the androids, you know, plays a very important role in our societies. I'm guessing, you know, the well, the same things happened again. Uh huh. That's that's what you're hoping. Very very interesting. So so. Let me throw in a couple of audience questions here. For example, Cynthia Stewart is asking, Dr. Ishiguro, could you elaborate on the Ankani Valley and do you yourself experience the Ankani Valley? Um, by building a Geminoid? Yeah, I imagine. Um, so Geminoid, you know, Ankani Valley is a uh, um, more stronger negative feeling. And actually, you know, I started the, my Android project with my daughter's copy. And uh, you know, the, and when the daughter um, was uh, four years old, you know, I decided 
to create the load as Android because I wanted to compare the mechanical looking robots and very human-like robots. But at the moment, I didn't have enough budget and I couldn't install enough number of actuators to the robots. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, the appearance was okay. Uh, maybe appearance was perfect, but uh, you know, the movement was uh, quite jerky. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a zombie, right? <laughs> <laughs> And therefore, well, you know, the, the, when the, my daughter saw the, the own Android and actually the, you know, the, the, she cried. <laughs> she scared very much and she cried. She got scared. Yeah. Of course. You know, it, it looks like a zombie. The, the movement was a Jebe Jackie. Uh-huh. So right? the, then she was a perfect example of somebody experiencing the Uncanny Valley. Yes. That is, uh, you know, the, the uncanny valley is, uh, well, you, you can just imagine a zombie or, you know, moving crops, right? And it's quite uncanny, right? So that, that is uncanny valley. So now, you know, our, the, well, well, we could improve the uh, movements very much. Mm-hmm. And our Android, you know, the recent Android is, is, is not uncanny anymore. Right? So, but then you think that we would overcome it if it gets real close to the original? Do you think she would not have been scared if the robot was moving and looking and talking just like her? Mm, you know, that is not uncanny body. Yeah. Right? Some people yeah. scare about that kind of things, right? So some people, well, you know, but on the other hand, you know, the, it, it, so it, it, it's, it, it's like a kind of a twin brothers or sisters. Mm-hmm. Right? You can imagine that. If we have a twin brothers, you know, we, he said to talk to the, uh, you know, the brothers. We don't, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if that is the robot, so, you know, logically, I think, uh, you know, the uh, people, the scare, the, you know, to talk to the copy of her or himself, right? Because, uh, you know, there is a possibility the robot is going to take the uh, um, identity of the person. Right? Actually, that kind of thing happens for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the people always, you know, they're watching the Android, but nobody is watching me. And then always, why are you interviewing me? Because, uh, you know, I created my copy. Uh, so you are interested is not myself, right? So you are interested is my robot or my research results, right? And <laughs> Android is uh, taking the, uh, you know, uh, yeah, well, it's my identity. I'm losing my identity, right? But, you know, I guess I'm just guessing, you know, that if, if, you know, the ordinary people create, uh, well, ordinary people have uh, you know, own androids, right? So the people, you know, they worry about to lose the identities, right? But if you know, they don't care about identity, I think they can accept, they can enjoy, you know, they're with the androids. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you another audience question by Feliciano Guimares. How to implement, we already discussed the importance of emotions and so on. So Feliciano is asking, how to implement true emotions, pain and pleasure axis, emotional resonance like we have with other animals? Right. That is also the very, very important question. And honestly speaking, now we are trying to implement the very, uh, you know, uh, the pain. Pain is the most important, the feeling, right? So the robot needs to feel the pain, but, uh, you know, and, and, and the robot is, can easily mimic the uh, uh, the feeling, right? So the, uh, with uh, the facial expression, the world with the uh, reactions. But uh, you know, the, 
um, we don't know the, you know, what's happening in our brain when we are feeling a pain, mm -hmm. right? What is real pain? What is not? What is the imitating pain? Mm -hmm. So it's quite difficult to distinguish which is which, mm -hmm. right? Another question is a uh, very young infant. So uh, do they know the uh, pain from the beginning or, you know, no. So, and probably they are feeling something, you know, but, uh, you know, um, in, in the societies, I think, uh, they, uh, well, they could understand what is the pain, you know, how to use the word of the pain. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, by watching the, uh, by interacting with others and, and young infants, they, they can well, understand the real pain. Okay. But anyway, so pain is a very important to, uh, but it's very difficult to implement. So once we can implement the real pain to the robot, I think a robot will be very, very human-like. I, I, I would say more, you know, the robot can be, uh, can be a kind of a real human. Mm -hmm. But don't we have to have also the ability or to, to feel pleasure? I mean, because uh, with pain comes pleasure, right? Or the other way around, with pleasure comes pain. Uh, Chicken and egg problem, right? But, uh, the, but that kind of uh, and the uh, emotional, uh, how how can I say that? It's the spectrum, uh, spectrum, or you know the movement from the positive and negative. Right? That kind of uh, you know fluctuation is is quite very important as a human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another question by Callum Chase. Doctor Ishiguro, do you think that we will make self-conscious robots, and if so, when? <laughs> and will their minds be in the cloud? Yeah, well, another you know, difficult but important question: consciousness. So, question, you know, I'm always asking that same question to myself: Do I have, do I have a consciousness now? I'm believing so, but I cannot clearly explain what is my conscious. You can't really prove it. Yeah, I can. So, and uh, you know, but I, I'm believing. Mm -hmm. I have something. I'm alive, you know, I'm waking up and I'm, I'm doing something. I'm, you know, and well, I, I understand what I'm, what, what I'm doing now, right? So that is the consciousness, right? I, you know, if we define the consciousness as the, uh, uh, self observations from the kind of a third person, imaginary third person view, um, you know, I think there is a way to implement the consciousness to the robot, but again, that, that is uh, um, very uh, difficult to challenge. So, so let me ask you this: uh, we we said that it's very hard to prove that you have consciousness. So basically, every time that we are meeting another human being, we are making we're taking it as granted. We're believing that they are human, right? I'm believing that I'm talking to a human being now. So in a way. I am conducting a Turing test with you right now, mm -hmm. right? So would the Turing test in that sense be the best way to assess the geminoids or the androids in the, of the future and to see whether they do or do not possess any consciousness? What do you think of the Turing test? Um, so, you know, the, the original Turing test is a text-based Turing test, okay? So, but with the Android, we can have a total Turing test. Total Turing test is, you know, is, it, it will, well, will access to the all modalities, you know, appearance and movements and, you know, and, and, and the emotions and everything. 
then you know there is a well and 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 the one more thing that you know Turing test is uh, uh you know is not objective it's subjective right if uh, you know the subject um will recognize the robot as a human you know the robot can pass the Turing test total Turing test mm -hmm. and 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 you know if, okay let me go back to the the question about the consciousness and you know, the consciousness I I now I I by watching you by talking with you you know I believe that you have a consciousness right mm -hmm. and, and and you you know you are doing the same things right and it, you believe you know I I have a consciousness so we are just you know believing each others therefore you know the um you know the, the we believe that you know I have a consciousness you have a uh, the consciousness right. So, and uh, if, you know, the Android passed the total Turing test, the probably I can believe, or you can believe uh, to the Android, and that has the, uh, you know, um, the self-consciousness, right? Even if the Android does not have uh, uh, the same mechanism, conscious mechanism to the uh, human, right? You know, even if the Android does a computer program, so, you know, if the, through the interactions and, uh, you know, and if we can feel that the Android, you know, the ha ha the Android has the self-consciousness, then you know, Android can have uh, the the consciousness, okay, like us. Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. This uh, kind of a well, maybe a follow-up thought here. Is it more a matter of hardware or software or both? Because you were saying how the robot copy of your daughter that you built was very jerky so you didn't have the actuators you didn't have the hardware to make it move smoothly like a human being so it moved like a zombie so mm. is it how, how important is hardware and versus software um you know the well for the humans uh, or some organic systems and uh, um, a biological system, you know, there is no clear boundary between hardware and software. But uh, for the artificial system, we are using a computer. Therefore, you know, that we have a concept of a hardware and the software. But, uh, well, and the, I, I guess, you know, the uh, same things happen for the computers, right? And the computer, the, we can have more intelligent device, right? Device, you know, and the, is becoming uh, more intelligent. And well, for example, the uh, CMOS, uh, the, uh, the, uh, well, CMOS camera, CMOS camera, you know, it can have uh, many, many functions like a human retina. So, you know, we cannot clearly say that is a hardware or software. It's, it's a firmware or some sort of a mixture, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, the, and the same thing, well, you know, we can say the same thing to the, uh, uh, the actuators. Actuator, you know, the, if we, well, we can make it more intelligent by changing the uh, firmware and the software. But, uh, you know, uh, still there is a limitation because the, uh, the current actuator is not so, so you know, the human like it is, you know, totally different from the human muscles. So we need to improve the more soft, uh, powerful actuators. Okay. So we need to, well, you know, it's quite important to develop better hardware. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, we need to have more, you know, intelligent, sophisticated software. But, but my feeling is, uh, you know, um, the, there, uh, we are missing uh, two important, the elements, uh, for the human-like robots. One is, uh, skin, a very stretchable, mm -hmm. sensitive. So we need to develop the new material for this. 
Mm -hmm. It's an issue of hardware. The, the one, another one is uh, muscles. Muscles, you know, the, and we are using DC servo motors or, you know, just uh, linear, the uh, pneumatic actuators. So that they are totally different from human muscles. Okay. Therefore, you know, um, you know, it's quite important to have a more human like robust, powerful, um, the low energy in the actuator. Are we making any progress? Yes, I think, uh, you know, the recent, well, I spent uh, seven, more than seven, seven years for developing a much better linear actuators. You remember that the terminator has the, uh, uh, a kind of a air cylinder here. It is not air cylinder. It's a linear actuator, linear magnetic actuators, very, very powerful one. And, uh, you know, we could develop that kind of uh, linear actuators recently. And, uh, you know, now we are building a new Android with uh, linear actuators. Okay. So we are calling it a Terminator project. <laughs> Terminator project. And what yeah. kind of, is it going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> you know, the, well, you know, the, actually the, uh, uh, inside mechanism looks like a, uh, the Terminator. Uh, and Not, the outside? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, mechanical design uh -huh. is uh, similar to the Terminator, naked Terminator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ishiguro, what's the biggest most surprising thing that you have learned since you started started uh, studying and making androids um well many things happened okay uh, so yeah so many things i have but uh, wow well, yeah what's the most surprising thing that you didn't expect yeah okay um actually you know um, there are two types of a robot. One is, of course, you know, the very human-like robot, but the other is a, a kind of an imaginary person, neutral design. I, I'm not sure you know the uh, my Terenoid work. Yes. Teren, you know, the, we uh, uh, um, we are running a field test in Denmark. So Terenoid is a quite neutral, right? So and uh, if uh, and but the Terenoid, you know, does not have any um, features. Uh, yeah, particular characters, the features, and uh, like a person, right? It's a, a general person, a general human. But but still, you know, by you know, the people can enjoy very much. Mm -hmm. You know, people can have well, and actually, you know, if the uh, uh, the people hear the voice from the terenoid, the you know, and the voice, of course, the bell voice is uh, you know, they coming from the another persons, and that person, you know, that is a very human-like voice. Then by hearing the voice, the um, well, uh, the people can have uh, imagination about the uh, in another persons, and then you know mentally project that imagination onto the uh, terenoid. So terenoid is is not the android. It's a uh, it's quite a simple, you know, humanoid. But sometimes it works very well, especially for the elderly and 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 the children. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, you know so, so that means that we are you know the well, the question is how the uh, people or um, they they recognize other people, okay? And in, in a short time interactions, I think a, uh, Android or Geminoid is is much better than the uh, you know Terranoid. Mm -hmm. You know, and, the, and it's better to see the uh, very human like appearance or movement. But uh, it, once you know uh, we had the very uh, longer uh, conversation, five minutes or ten minutes. Okay, you know, you know, the imaginary, uh, the persons were, you know, the, uh, some, uh, 
um, uh, the the more simpler robot the, uh, 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 with which we can have a imaginary conversation. So that is much better, you know. And uh, you know, the we want to use our imagination for the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that, that's very interesting. So so let me ask you. Was that the reason or how did you move from the work on your androids to the work on your telenoids and why? Um, my purpose the, 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 with the android was, uh, uh, you know, to understand the human robot interaction. What is, uh, you know, important factors for the human robot interaction? And I, I was looking for the, you know, important factors. Right. Then I got some inspirations. Okay. Let's remove, you know, all human like features except the voice. And, and let's see the what's happened. Okay. And, and I, I try to identify each modality, which, which modality is the most important. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my, you know, the, the, my answer was, uh, you know, the, maybe the voice is the most important, most human like. Okay. And the voice is bringing the so many meanings, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, from by hearing the voice, we can have an imagination of our other persons. Then you know, if we have a just the one more, if we have one more modalities like uh, um, well, the bodies, right? Body shape, or uh, you know, you know, well, the two combinations, voice and the bodies, or voice and the snare. Yeah. For example, the. Uh, and if we hear the voice here, uh, around here, uh, no, we, I'm not watching, but I could snare the, uh, and the perfume, the person. Okay. Then, you know, the voice will be a very, very realistic. Mm-hmm. I can feel the existence of that person mm-hmm. right, by hearing the uh, snare and here, sorry, uh, by, and uh, from the snare and, and, and the voice. Okay. So two modalities are needed. Yeah, you know, to feel to in in order to have a feeling of of the uh the presence or existence of the person, and actually the uh, ter- uh, you know a telenoid has a two modalities: human like voice and and the body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very so, interesting. Yeah, and uh, I uh, actually I I have found that kind of uh, you know in- interesting phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, so, but, uh, well, originally, you know, the terenoid, the geminoid, there was a test bed for me to understand the, you know, the, the in, in, uh, important factors, in the human robot interactions. And, and, you know, therefore, you know, I could have a terenoid. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this then. Now, we talked about the fact that telenoid robots basically borrow the intelligence of the teleoperator from a distance because mm-hmm. they lack any intelligence of their own. But there are people who, like, for example, Dr. Randall Kuhne, who I've interviewed on this show, who are working on home brain emulation. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, would you personally want to upload your mind into a robot body or on, into your Android body? Yeah, well, that is more useful for me. I, I mean, you know, the, well, the, the, well the, my current lecture with Gemini is, uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, lecture itself is uh, automated, uh, just pre-recorded and uh, replay, you know, the, my talk and my gestures. But oh, wow. for the uh, Q&A questions, you know, I, I need to in the, in access to the internet and uh, answer to the question, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it works very well, but still, you know, I need to, uh, well, spend a 
well, 10 minutes or, you know, I need to wake up uh, in a very early morning or very late night, you know, if I Android is in Europe and United States. So, and if I upload, if I can upload my brain to the computer, to the robots, right? So I don't need to do anything. So Mm -hmm. I can exist in many places and simultaneously. Uh, so, so let me ask you a little bit more, more seriously here. What is your take on the technological singularity? Do you feel like you're working towards something that may end up being called a technological singularity? Your work may be a part of that path. Um, technological singularity, um, that already happens, you know, well, so the people ask many, many, many times that questions, but, uh, you know, already the computer is much better than the humans, you know, if we you know, focus on the particular task, okay? And, uh, and, and the human also has a, a huge varieties, right? Some of them, you know, Handicapped people, they also, of course, in the humans and the elders, they also the humans, right? If we compare the computer, uh, you know, the computer abilities and human abilities, okay, and well, uh, the already the computer is something is better in some sense, but in a perfect, well, we cannot perfectly compare the computer and the humans, right? Human has uh, uh, many, many unknown abilities and functions, okay. Human, human has, uh, well, so wide variety. So, um, so my, my answer is yes and no, right? But it, it depends on the, you know, definition of a human, okay? So before talking about the, you know, technological singularity, we need to clearly define the humans. Then you can compare the technology and humans. But uh, what we are doing is uh, we are looking for the definition of a human. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so, see. Yeah. I see. Uh, and you said that that definition is changing over time. Changing, and uh, you know, the uh, our final goal is to understand the uh, you know definition of a humans. You know. So, and you mentioned the people with disabilities who may have prosthetic arms and legs and stuff like that. So, in a way. Uh, and how that definition is changing, how that process is changing the definition of humanity. In a way, we are experiencing this merger with the machines, right? Machines are becoming parts of us, and we are still considered to be human. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what's called transhumanism. How do you perceive that movement, the movement of the merger between men and machine, and how would that change the meaning of what is human? Um... You know, the, uh, um, we have uh, many limitations. Original human has uh, many limitations in the sense of uh, space and the time and, uh, you know, so for example, the, uh, the Skype, right? So we are living in a totally different countries in a, in a different, the, uh, uh, the time, right? But still we can talk like this, you know, the, uh, this technology is overcoming, uh, uh, distance and times, right? And, uh, and prosthetic arms and legs and the mechanical bodies, you know, they overcome the limitation of, uh, uh, the human bodies. But for example, the, uh, the, uh, the recently the athlete are used, you know, uh, and, uh, the and handicapped athlete, you know, and, and, the, and the who are using, uh, prosthetic, uh, legs, 
So sometimes they are much better than the normal person, right? Mm-hmm. And they are kind of a super and the humans. Okay. So um, by using a uh, so by 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 accepting uh, the uh, the artificial legs and arms, and we can be uh, you know more uh, super the humans. Right? We can overcome the limitation of uh, physical bodies. So. Um, the the anyway so you know if we overcome everything right i think uh, you know the um uh, the definition that we need to focus on more intelligence side of uh, uh the you know well so the, we cannot clearly define based on the physical bodies and we cannot clearly define about the well, you know, just uh, the one modality, like a talking and like a watching, because uh, you know, the, by using uh, the machines and the computers and the Skype, right? You know, well, and, and we can have a kind of a supervisions and super auditions. Okay, and so and we, we so I really think we cannot define the uh, you know the physical body to a simple functions. Okay. But uh, you know we should uh, you know look at the uh, what kind of uh, mental states we have in our brains, and you know how we are gathering the informations and how we are forming uh, you know our own character, uh, character you know, characteristic, or you know how we can you know have a consciousness, mm-hmm. right, by gathering the you know the, a lot of informations in our brain. And, uh, you know, we need to focus on that kind of uh, information flows. And, uh, you know, that information, in, um, well, I, I call it the information flow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of information flow defines, you know, that, uh, I, uh, that person's identity or that person's uh, originality. And humanity. Humanity, I think. Yeah. But that is my guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Ishiguro, time is advancing here. So, so unfortunately, we'll have to bring our interview to an end. Let me ask you, where can people find more about you and your work? Well, in my well, the uh, webpage and YouTube's and uh, in Japan, and uh, I'm, I'm attending to the many conference and exhibition. What's so, your webpage? Um, yeah, webpage, you can see the many uh, the pictures and uh, uh, the videos, and you know, everybody can download. But what's uh, your address? What's the URL address on the web page? Uh, address is uh, a little bit longer, but uh, you know, they, well, just the, the, just uh, the, you know, search by Google mm-hmm. and with the keyword of Ishiguro and Osaka University or in ATR mm-hmm. and Android, right? So you can easily reach to my web page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hiroshi, the very last question that I always ask of guests on my show is this. Is there a final message, perhaps the most important thing that you would like our viewers and listeners to take away from this conversation with you today? What would you like that to be? Uh, Sorry. And uh, last message for... The most important thing that you would like our audience to take from you today. I see. I see. Uh, Let me see. (laughs) Well... Um, you know, we, we are, we never stop to develop our technologies because, uh, you know, the technology, the, uh, technology development is a way to understand what human is, 
So, so therefore, you know, I'm just keep developing robots and, uh, and, uh, you know, therefore, I think, uh, you know, they, well, uh, we're, you know, surviving in this world. And, and, uh, and if we uh, keep developing new technologies, uh, someday we may find the, uh, uh, the very important basic ideas, but in the human is. So I, I hope to share this very fundamental questions, you know, about human is with you. Mm -hmm. Technology is a way to understand what human is. I yes. really, really like that. <laughs> Dr. Hiroshi Ishiguro, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, so I, I hope you could enjoy my talk. Thank you. I to we totally did. Thank you. Yeah.